Hello and welcome to another episode of Guess Who I Met in Hollywood. I'm Sean Klitzner. Today's episode is a bit different. When I was younger, I met a man who made me believe I could do whatever I wanted in life. His words to me really helped build the base of what my career has ended up as and my life as a whole, where I ended up going, what I ended up doing. It really all can be pinpointed back to this moment meeting this celebrity. And what I found out today is he didn't even know the effect he had. It was fate. When I was younger, the two things that brought my family together were food and television. My dad was and still is a TV-aholic. He watches or knows about every good show that's ever been made. So as a child, I used to watch things like Cheers and Quantum Leap with him. But the one show we never watched together was In Living Color, for obvious reasons. I mean, the themes were a little adultish. I used to sneak out of my room and into our playroom, keep the lights off, the sound down, and I would sit inches away from our gigantic 32-inch television box where I learned about Homie D. Clown, Fire Marshal Bill, Handyman, Wanda, and others. It was the first time I felt connected to the outside world. These people were doing this for a living. You can make money making people laugh on television. How do I do this? Where do I do this? Hollywood? When can we go? I was eight years old when we took our first trip to L.A. after plenty of begging. It was early 1992, and that's when the entertainment bug turned into a full-blown obsession. With the help of one moment in time with a chance meeting, my dreams and aspirations truly started. Marlon Lamont Wayans born July 23, 1972. He is the youngest of 10 children, six, who are in the entertainment business. Talk about having people to look up to. He has two kids of his own, both adults now. Marlon was always into making people laugh. He had a great sense of humor as a child. You might recognize him from the show The Wayans Brothers or the movie The Sixth Man, Requiem for a Dream, Scary Movie, White Chicks, or my personal favorite, Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. However, his big start came in doing In Living Color, the early 90s sketch comedy hit that his brother Keenan created. His big moment within the show came during a sketch he shot in early 1992. Mike tells me you're an actor. I can't seem to place uh, your face. Oh, that's because I I do a lot of radio acting, you know, that type of thing. You know, mostly commercials and uh, voiceover work. Well, you need to move your voice over there and take your ugly face, which... To be exact, I was eight years old. Marlon's big breakout performance, where he'd start to get recognized, happened while I was in Los Angeles. Currently, I work for Cox Media Group. I have a talk show on one of our stations. This allows me to meet and interview with certain celebrities who are in town for gigs. Marlon happens to be performing stand-up in Orlando. When I found out he'd be coming to the station, I had to sit down with him to reminisce about our first meeting. Here is that conversation. Usually, the person I'm telling a story about isn't sitting here right in front of me. And so you are. Go for it. When I was younger, it must have been in the early 90s, so eight or nine years old, we took a trip out to California, my family and I. And my family always had these hookups. 
always got us into shows or something. They had some hookup, a producer at Fox. And so we ended up on the set of In Living Color. And as a nine-year-old kid, I wasn't allowed to sit in the audience because there were age restrictions back then as well. You guys weren't like funneling in nine-year-olds to watch your show. Off the bat, I mean, this was a show my parents didn't really watch. They didn't really know about it. I would sneak out of my room to go in the other room to watch this show because I always would look at you guys and say, they're doing this for a living. And so as a young kid, it was a huge inspiration for me watching you guys do this because it was the first time I realized I don't have to be a lawyer or a doctor like everybody kind of said back. I don't have to go to school. for. I don't have to. That's it. So while we were watching the In Living Color shooting day, we saw what would become one of the best sketches of all time for the show. A sketch that holds up even today and is arguably one of the best sketches of all time, period. There was a character called Wanda. I know that's not you, Jamie Foxx. Mm -hmm. And it was such a staple character for the show. You had Mm -hmm. Fire Marshal Bill, uh, Handyman, you had Wanda. I mean, those were three of the bigger ones, right? Talking about Luther. In order to be in a sketch with Wanda, you had to be match or be greater than what that character was. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Wanda goes on a blind date. With Luther. With Luther. Yeah, that was a classic sketch. And I remember watching this thing going, how incredible you were in that sketch. It's on a different level. Because that was the first time, like, I don't know, that's when I caught my wind as a cast member. Like, that's when I got my respects, like, because Jamie was coming with all kinds of improvs and everything he threw, Luther just had something to say. Because Luther's intention was to get her and and Wanda's intention was to leave. My brother Keenan laughed so hard because Keenan's hard to make laugh. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, man, every time Jamie came with something, you had Luther has something to say. I'll be gentle. That was <laughs> right. That was one of my favorite sketches. And, you know, I also remember about that is you had to have something to say, which was different from a lot of the sketch groups. Like SNL is very scripted. Yeah. And you guys were loose. No, we was loose. You didn't always put something in your back pocket. Absolutely. You guys played to try. And it would never crack the other person. It would lift that other person. Sometimes it cracked. Yeah. Well, we never saw it. In Living Color, when Damon and David were doing men on films, all they would do was try and crack each other. When Damon and Jim were in sketches, watch them. They're always trying to crack each other because Damon, Damon's a funny dude because Damon likes to laugh. Mm-hmm. So he'll be in the sketch and you'll just see his smile come on his face. But as he's laughing, he's thinking, All right, what am I going to say to respond to this? So Damon was a, uh, we often try to make each other laugh. Absolutely. And if they're not laughing and can get through it, yeah. that's when you have a, a magical sketch. And I, dude, I, I still reference that because. That was a classic sketch. It was. So I'm sitting on the side, and afterwards we got like a little tour, you know, of the of the set. And it's not, you know, a lot of people think you just watch a show, it's 30 minutes to shoot and you're out. But, I mean, it, it takes, sometimes it takes a full day. Full day for just a few sketches, and those yeah. sketches are being placed in different yep. episodes as well. So we're walking around, we're getting a, a little tour, and we turn a corner, and there's Luther in regular clothing. So that's what I recognized as a kid. And you had come over to us, and you just kind of greeted us. You gave me some sort of, I don't remember. some Came over and gave you DAP. Yeah. DAP is a thing of the, of the past. And, you know, there'll be a museum with people giving DAP. What's that? Yeah, right. It's called DAP. So. They, have, uh, they have every generation's <laughs> hello. So you got, I remember you got down on my level because I was a little kid. You were just talking to me. You were like, you know, what'd you think? And, you know, 
And I remember thinking like, dude, I would love to do this. I don't remember as a nine-year-old how it came out, but I was like, this is, you do this for a living. And you said to me, you can do whatever you want. And that's, we talked for a little bit. You talked to whoever we were with, but I remember those words. You can do whatever you want. You said that at 19? Damn. I was only 19 years old. Whatever. I was really communicating to you like, you really can. I'm doing it. <laughs> Follow my I left, lead. I just left college after one year. You don't need college. Well, I'll tell you, that's man. That's good. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, people have those stories about me. You know what I mean? Because for me, I, I look at your life and that's your legacy. Your legacy is what? What was your definition of your life to other people? Like, what? Mm -hmm. how did you inspire somebody else? What did you leave them with? Everybody that meets you or whatever, you have something, a gift to give somebody. And, I mean, if I could give that to a nine-year-old, I think that's awesome. I, I would, it's good to know that because it reminds you, like, how you can affect, even as celebrities, it's tiring, you affect somebody and infect their life with something that makes them go, you know what, I, I can... I can do this. Like Eddie Murphy came to my house when I was eight. Just having Eddie Murphy in my projects, I was like, yo, this is a, the biggest movie star in the world. He sat down. We chilled. We roasted his pants. He had these cowskin pants that cost more than everything in my house. He said to my brother, he goes, yo, your, brother, uh, your brothers are annoying, but they funny. For us to hear Eddie say that, I knew that I can go be funny anywhere because I made Eddie Murphy laugh. You were the biggest television star to a nine-year-old for me, not knowing anything else. So for you to say that to somebody and get that passed off from Eddie, you to me, that stuck with me, man. No, thank you. Love what you do? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a gift, man. But no, for a while, it's hard. How many people hate their job? A lot. How many doctors who make a lot of money of hate their job? Man, doing what we love, no matter where this road takes you, you know, right now it's here, you know, one day... You may be the next Johnny Carson. You know what I mean? You never know where this journey is going to take you. Just, I'm just happy to do it every day. I don't know where cool. my journey is going to take me, and I've been doing it 30 years, and I, I know who I want to be. But if I never make it, I had such a great time trying to get there that that's success. Even today <laughs> when, I, when I'm with my family, if somebody in our house says something about a mom or a mother, it immediately in our family breaks out into, what'd you say about my mama? <laughs> Break yourself. And I look back at that. And that's, of course, Loke Dog. That was a good year. There was a I little had bit. A living Color. I had Loke Dog, Wayne's Brothers. I was, I, that was good. <laughs> you know what's funny? As much stuff as I've done, I've never, I haven't had a hot moment, which is great. Because I've been doing it so long, right? I've never been the guy. You know the guy is? The guy is the guy that gets all the scripts in Hollywood first. Every producer Every director wants to work with them. All the top directors, all of the um, studios want to put their budgets in this person's hand. Like The Rock is the guy. Like, right you know, now, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Kevin Hart, the guy. Eddie Murphy was the guy. Eddie will always be the guy. I've never been the guy. And I still am so blessed and so happy because not being the guy made me create all the things that we had to create to try and become the guy. Like, don't be a menace. Me and my brother wrote when we was 19. You know, scary movie we wrote when we was like 27, 28. White tricks we did when we was like, I don't know, 30. You know, uh, Wayne's Brothers we created when we was 21, 22 years old. Yeah, like, man. I'm so happy that when doors shut, a thousand other doors open. 
if it wasn't for me not ever being the guy, I wouldn't learn to be a writer. I wouldn't learn to be a producer. I probably wouldn't be doing stand-up. I wouldn't be none of the things that I am if it hadn't been for me trying to get the thing that I never got. And that's the beauty of, like, this industry, man. Just work, do it, and do it, and then be lucky that you love it. And just uh, be kind, smile, enjoy it, because one day the ride's over. When the ride is over, it's how much fun did you have between action and cut, and that is life. Damn, I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. That whole thing. Did I say that? Appreciate you, man. I'll hug you even though coronavirus is out. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. You got it, brother. I'm glad you're doing it. I only got three words for you, baby. <laughs> I love you. My, my you know, I carried Marlon's advice with me throughout my entire career. Anytime things were hard, I just imagine one of the biggest television stars in my eyes giving me that inspiration. And I went through my career constantly going through those open doors, like Marlon had said, like writing, directing, editing, producing. In 2012, I auditioned for In Living Color because I could do whatever I set my mind to. That's the advice. The new version in 2012 was getting a reboot. They filmed the pilot, and that was it. Although I didn't make the pilot, the casting director wanted me to meet with Keenan Ivory Waynes, who was executive producing the show and giving it its reboot. Of course, Marlon's brother. However, the show was not picked up, and I moved on with a bigger focus on a door that had remained open, just like Marlon said to do. That door that has been open for me has been the hosting door. Now, Marlon once said I could do whatever I wanted in life, and I kind of have. The business has been incredible to me. His inspiration came true. His advice pushed me to succeed. Now, when talking to him, he says I could be the next Johnny Carson. He just said that. Well, last time Marlon Wayans told me I could do something, I did it. So I guess the pressure is on. Big thank you to Marlon Wayans again for joining me. What a cool experience to go down that road of nostalgia with the person who has been in my thoughts all these years. True story. Thank you for listening and joining me in a blast from the past. If there's a project out there you've been sitting on or a dream you have for your future self, I pass on the magic of Marlon Wayne's. You can do whatever you want in life. See you next time.